stuff. Welcome to episode number 277 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, and this is the show where we get to know the creators of Certified and Bonafide, Good Stuff for Kids and Families. And on today's show, I get to welcome my very newest buddy, potentially my new best friend. We'll see how things go, but I have a really good feeling about this. Erica Rabner, welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, new best friend. <laughs> How are you? Amazing. How can I be bad? <laughs> I got a new best friend. Things are going great. Um, so, so Erica, let's uh, let's set the scene. It's always a good thing to set the scene. You know, we're we're talking to each other over the FaceTime audio, and uh, I'm here in Houston, Texas. Where are you located? I'm currently in Los Angeles, California. Okay. Well, we may have to talk a little bit about LA. I lived there for a bunch of years and I have very strong opinions on uh, LA tacos, but we'll save that. We'll save all of that. So the reason why we're talking is because you have a brand new record out called We Got This, and we are definitely going to dive into this and and your inspiration for it. And I I think that... um, You've got a really interesting story, and uh, I think it would be really cool for folks to hear just a little bit of like your musical background, right? Like your background's really interesting musically and otherwise. But for our purposes for today, let's let's start with the music, and 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 we'll add some of the other seasonings into the stew as we go. Love it. <laughs> so, I grew up just singing all the time my parents joke that i sang that theme from the little mermaid that ah before i ever said a word and spoke and i really just you know no matter where i was i was singing and that has you know stayed with me and been one of the challenges of covid when you were not supposed to be singing just outdoors because i was that girl wandering through a cvs just singing all the time and i grew up listening to a lot of motown You know, Stevie Wonder, I learned how to scat by listening to Ella. I learned how to belt by mimicking Aretha. And that's all I wanted to do. And I wanted to actually go and do a music conservatory. And I just fast forwarded a lot. But in the middle, I was in every choir that I could be in and just you know, taking every opportunity to sing. And I was that kid at dinner parties that they would just plop up in front of everyone and say, sing us a song. But I wanted to go to music conservatory and my parents really wanted me to have a liberal arts education to fall back on because mm-hmm. all four of my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So education was something everyone really saw as, you know, this layer of protection that everyone who can have should have. So I went to Brandeis and I studied music theater and music as well as psychology. And as a musician there, I really wanted to sing in the jazz ensemble and they didn't allow vocalists. So I sang trumpet parts for years until, and then I studied abroad at a conservatory in Australia As the only American and as the only female in most of my courses. Yeah, it was like culture shock, huh? Culture shock plus, you know, conservatory shock shock and learning. (laughs) It was awesome, though. Yeah. And, you know, from there, I started just singing and playing out in Starbucks. And all of this time, I wasn't doing anything related to children's music. Sure. I was just, you know, a lot of Motown, a lot of contemporary pop, jazz, music theater, 
um, singing out, doing whatever I could. And I don't want to talk too much about all of this music. Yeah. So, so that I just want to go back to something. I did not know that you were a judge. I didn't know that you were a, a brand ice grab. My sister, my sister went there. Um, nice. And uh, <laughs> she she didn't do she didn't study music, but um, that's a pretty cool little school over there. Um, the judges the judges rule. What can I say? <laughs> um, so, and you also mentioned that your uh, grandparents were Holocaust survivors. And for those of us who who have grown up with this being an important thing, right? An important touchstone of identity formation and storytelling. Um, that had to have been really, really, really impactful because for me, it was learning about it, you know, going to the museum in Washington and hearing a survivor speak or, or yeah. a local person in town coming to speak to, to me at, um, you know, various functions, but to have it so close brings it to a different level. I think that's really, um, thank you for sharing that part of your story, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, yes. So it was certainly important. And like you said, you know, I grew up just hearing stories all mm -hmm. the time and certainly something I'm thinking about now and next projects and different ways of sharing stories. But right. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. You're working, you're going to, you're starting to work on some children's books. You are very multifaceted. I don't even know where to begin <laughs> with all this. Okay. So, so you're, you're playing gigs, you're playing Starbucks, you're doing things like this. Like you, you, also we should note that you are, a, you're a voiceover artist. And I think that that's uh that's really cool. Um, and, and I think that, you know, for people listening to this show, it, it's less about like, what have you been the voice of for me, but more, how do you get started as a voiceover person? So my start was certainly not traditional, but I skipped over lots of pieces in my story, but I landed myself at a recording studio. Um, I was working in kids media research. I real I wrote my first kids song, realized that was what I needed to follow. So I showed up at a kids recording studio and just tried to find myself a job and got a job there and they were casting a new children's app and I got to sit in for all of the auditions and the showrunner or the app you know the head of the company was just not happy with any of he didn't know what he was looking for and was not quite getting it with the reads he was getting and just said do you want to try so it was one of those being in the right place at the right time moments. I had never done any voiceover acting, but I had sat in the room all day and heard him critique what he liked and what he didn't like. And so I jumped in the booth and I got my first job. And then once you put it out in the world and say, I'm a voiceover actor, other gigs start <laughs> popping up. So, Well, that's the right way. So you, you mentioned that you were, um, I think you mentioned that, or maybe it's just because I'm looking at it, but I feel like it's all interrelated that you are doing research for for some tv shows and yeah and, and and that's part of your education right like you learned how to do that stuff and and how has that impacted the way that you approach your your work in working oh, with it's kids been so majorly impactful so i started actually while i was still at brandeis i started interning at sesame workshop the creators of sesame street and we would test each episode in schools and just being around kids 
who you're writing music for, it reminds you every time what they're like and sometimes what they need. Sometimes you can just sort of gauge their, you know, how they react to something or ask them what they think is funny and just come up with different ideas for songs. Sometimes I like getting ideas just by asking kids what they want songs about. But throughout the pandemic, I've been, you know, still doing research over Zoom with kids different ages from about two to 14. And it's felt like this, you know, I'm peeking inside this window on behind the scenes at what their lives are looking like now when not everyone has that kind of access. And it's just helped me see what they're going through as much as I can through a screen, but, you know, and just get that extra perspective and reminder. Cause sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to remember how, young three-year-old is or how a three-year-old behaves when you're not around it all the time so getting those reminders is is very helpful yeah and i think that we're gonna you know come back to that because i think that really informs the new record um and and we'll we'll get to that for sure so so you said that you wrote your first song for kids and then you 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 had to follow it i'm interested in (laughs) in what that what that was like was it just like a lightning bolt hit you and you're like oh my gosh now this is the thing. Honestly, kind of. So I was at Sesame Workshop working there and they launched Sesame Studios, their YouTube channel. And they had a big, you know, all staff meeting to just introduce the channel and invite employees to pitch ideas. And I was just in this meeting and I'm thinking like, oh, man, you need a music video. So I immediately go up to the presenter and tell them you need a music video. And she says, great, write one for us and pitch it to us in two weeks. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. And about two months ago, I had come out to LA to, at this point I had, you know, two months prior, I had never written a song in my life. And I came out to LA to work with, you know, a vocal coach and do some music stuff. And while I was in town, I met a producer and we wrote my first song together on the spot. So I had written one song and then, I took a two month hiatus and then I was in this meeting and I went back to my desk and I wrote two songs. I just started writing the lyric and started singing, you know, voice notes on my phone, the melody for Try New Foods and Shelly the Turtle at the same time, pretty much going back and forth, which I don't do as often right now. And I just felt like, okay, I have to do this. And all of a sudden it's, you know, it was it's all I wanted to do. I was at work and I was distracted and I stayed at work late to make up the hours I spent writing voice notes. And I just realized, you know, I need to do this. And I ended up pitching the song and Sesame could not have been more supportive in so many different ways. And I was 25 or I was turning 25. I was a few months away from turning 25. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm about to have one year left on my parents' health insurance. This is the <laughs> year to leave my job, to go to a recording studio and just make it work. See if I can write music professionally. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so <laughs> so that leads us to your first record is called Real Me. Is that right? Is that the first one or am I making, am I, am first I First one, one is PB and Jams. PB and Jams. Okay. So, uh, our friends at Spotify are lying to me a little bit, but no big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's three records total. Is that right? There, um, so there's PB and Jams. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Then there's 
Real Me. Mm-hmm. Then there's the COVID album. And then we got this. Great. So four. Great. Yeah. So we're, we're, we are going to focus on probably the We Got This and the COVID album. But if people were wanting to go back in the vaults, right, and wanted to check mm-hmm. out PB and Jam's Real Me, what would be one or two of the songs that you would point them towards to be like, this is this is what I'm really proud of. I'm psyched about these. Nice. So PB and Jam's, I really love the song I Like Me. And it's just all about, you know, self-confidence. But it's just a fun song that I've, you know... It's fun to watch kids get into that one. I also wrote a song called Allergies that I'm really proud of and definitely used all of my my research skills for that one. I spoke with allergists and doctors and kids with allergies, siblings of kids with allergies, adults with allergies. You know, I really ran those lyrics by everyone I could and interviewed people to get it right. And I remember when we the album came out, I had one mom come to me and say that her daughter who has a peanut allergy was like, this song was written just for me. Wow. And the sister was like, no, it's for me. And they got in a little argument over <laughs> it, which just meant so much to me. So that's a fun one. And then yeah. let's see, Real Me. I love the song Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Glory, the Alphabet Rockers came in and they, they wrote the bridge for me, which is they're, they're a special awesome. song. Yeah, they're, yeah awesome. they're the best. So, okay, so now here we are. It's uh, it's 2021 and the world shuts down. And here you are making music for families. And how, you know, so, so I guess like, one thing that that I really am interested in is there are interludes on these last two records called Real Talk. And mm-hmm. explain to to folks what Real Talk is and, and how you decided to incorporate that into these records. Yeah. So like I said, I have been observing and interviewing kids throughout this pandemic and I felt so privileged to get this inside scoop. And I thought while I was making this album, which a lot of people told me not to make because they said, you know, this album will have a shelf life. And I said, great. You know, I the sooner this album is out of style and COVID is out of our lives, the better. But while we're still in this, you know, I want to show kids that they are not alone and that there is this other community going through things that they are feeling. So while making this album, I, you know, as part of my research work, I'm always crafting interview questions. So I came up with a few questions and I separated them both by age band, because I did this in both albums and also by light and heavy. And I, you know, posted to Facebook and shared with parents and said, if your child is, you know, interested in sharing some of their experiences during COVID and want to talk about it, here's how you can record them. Here are some light questions. Here are some heavier questions. It's totally up to you what you want to share and, you know, feel free to send me whatever. And I got a lot of really vulnerable responses. I got light and fun replies and I ended up stitching them together and sort of categorizing them into the different themes of the album as a way to sort of set the tone before songs and put this whole story together for people. Mm -hmm. And and I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, 
you're prolific, right? These are two albums, <laughs> right? The the COVID album and we got this both released in 2021. Um, and you know, I'm I'm looking at songs called like "Wash Your Hands," really important. Shots keep us safe, especially resonant for me because I got my first dose today, this very day Yay. that we talk. Yeah, and and it's just uh, for kids to be able to hear it and understand it in a way that's digestible to them while also hearing the voices of other kids uh, explaining their feelings. It's just a really, really important thing because, you know, I'm really fortunate. My kids have been in person school for since August. Right. And wow, which has been so good for them and like immensely good for my wife and I, it's just been really, (laughs) it's been really, really good. Um, for all of us, but for, for a lot of kids, you know, like my best friend's kindergartner has been home all year, a kindergartner, like it's just crazy. So to, to be able to put on a record like this and like, or like the COVID album, like we got this really can be immensely uh, unburdening, Un, unburden. Is that a real word? I think that's what I'm trying to say. Unburdening. I hope it is. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk. We got this. And um, this record is, I think it came out just like a couple days ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It yeah. came out last Friday. Last Friday. So we are like on point and timely. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, talk, talk me through this album a little bit. You know, it's, it's very much, I mean, if I had to, th- thematically say something i would say uh resilience is a key thing that that we're talking about here absolutely so so tell me a little bit tell me a little bit about it so i'd say there there's so much going on this year there is resilience which is absolutely huge and celebrating how far we've come and where we're going to go but i think for me it just felt like i needed to acknowledge some of the challenges that we've all been facing, especially kids this year. And so I wrote, you know, a song called You're Not Alone that, again, is just, you know, there are so many times we've all felt lonely. And this phrase just kept coming up that really spoke to me about, you know, we're all weathering the same storm, but we're in different boats. But we're still in it together and that idea and I wrote a song called waves that's all about anxiety you know so many of us have experienced anxiety during this pandemic and whether this was the first time you've been aware of it or have really you know been it's been a new challenge or something that you've been managing and coping with I wanted kids to see again that they're not alone in that I wrote a song called Slack that is it. A lot of these songs, you know, are for kids, but they also resonate with, you know, things that adults are going through as well. And I was also really lucky to have Saul Paul on the album and be the light. He's great. And it was so fun for me because we had a conversation and that conversation just made me totally rewrite the second verse to his experiences and just, find another way of encouraging kids to, you know, be upstanders and find goodness and all of that. Yeah. And and then, you know, another one, I mean, every song, right? There's 17 tracks, a lot of real talk, you know, listening to the, listening to the real talk about anxiety. That's, that's real. That's real deal. That's what's, that's like, 
kids I'm very close to that may in fact live in my house are, are having some anxiety when they have not before. And it's, uh, it's really tough to, it's really tough to parent and it's really tough to be a kid and giving voice to that, I think is, is really, really great. And then the other thing is that that track number 13 zoom, we're all <laughs> a little zoomed out. So I, I appreciate yep. you. Uh, putting, it's putting funny. I had a, I had somebody shoot me an email and say, I saw you wrote a song called Zoom. We have to pitch it to Zoom. And I was like, thank you so much. I don't think you've listened to it. <laughs> I'm not sure it's like the, the mood they're going for, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. So, um, I, so not necessarily musically related, but you mentioned the, um, when you were talking about the real talk that you would get from kids, like some of it was really heavy, some of it was really light. Is there anything that, uh, that you heard from a kid that just kind of like, I don't know, I guess I'm like looking for like a, uh, these a, shattered me by the right. way. The that's real that's talk. kind of, I don't yeah. know if that's what you're getting at. That's what I'm There's getting a lot at. I didn't use. Yeah. There were, I didn't use any moments where kids broke and cried and it, it broke my heart that I, you know, in some way brought that out but usually so what's really interesting is most parents sent me the entire you know interview recording transcript uh -huh. as opposed to just sending me pieces they would want me to use so I would get you know not only a glimpse into the kid and how they're coping but how their parent reacted to them and I didn't use that it felt very personal and private and intimate mm -hmm. but it certainly shaped the way that I was organizing things but I had you know one girl who just asked her mom to you know she said she can't talk about that she doesn't want to answer it and she just sort of broke and needed a break and there was just this moment that just got me and I I will say I spent as much time writing individual emails to every parent and child that sent in real talk as I did crafting some of these songs because it just felt like they shared something so personal and I really it was a privilege I appreciate it 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 helped me and I know that it will help other kids yeah and, and that's and I'm grateful that we have this opportunity to talk about it because I think it's really important to have a record of some kind that and not like the record that you know we listen to but just like there is a lot that went into this there's this is not just like a magical thing that happened where all of a sudden there's like 26 seconds of kids talking about anxiety but there is a significant amount of heavy lifting a significant amount of like technical work to edit it down and a significant amount of like emotional lifting that you went through to to make this and i i you know again just want to thank you for for doing that and i know that it is not easy and i think it's really important for people also to know that this doesn't just magically happen like you put in some serious heavy work on this so thank you you're welcome um so that being said we're going to completely switch gears and and <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious you know you are prolific um i'm sure you have some things on the hopper without giving too much away i know that you're working on writing but what can we look forward to down the line Ooh. Well, I am currently, yes, I'm, I'm doing a lot of writing. I am writing for a new TV show, which is very exciting, and I can't share what it is yet, mm -hmm. but I will be sharing loud and proud as soon as I can. I'm also working on some new kids' singles that I will be 
holding on to but putting out there and yeah there's there's lots a lot more coming (laughs) i think i think what you're saying is there's lots so so um erica like how can we keep up with you how can we find you and follow you how can we get the news of what this tv show may be or new music or or any other projects that you are becoming involved in so you can go to ericarabner.com always a good place where i'm putting up new music you can follow me on facebook and instagram at erica rabner music and yeah if you want to sign up for my newsletter i will be definitely updating on the tv show and all of the new music that's coming out excellent and now we we discussed before uh, before we started rolling we were, we're going to play a song from the new record we got this uh, would you introduce us to this beautiful piece of music absolutely everyone <laughs> thank you for having me and i hope you enjoy this next song from we got this called slack all right thank you erica so much
Good stuff. <laughs>